Hello, everybody, and welcome to the stream scene. Uh, we have also an episode today talking about game selection, probably one of the most frequently requested uh, questions that we get yep. on the show and in panels. So we finally decided to like actually dedicate an entire episode to explaining game selection, uh, when to play what game, how to look at the, the directory, because it's something that we talk about on the Stream Doctor, which is another show that I do here on Streamersware. Um, and so we talk about it so often. It's like, well, let's just dedicate an episode to really breaking this down for you guys. Uh, so I'm joined here by my lovely co-host, the Hunter Wild. How you doing, Hunter? Hello, my friends. Uh, it, it is, I'm ridiculously prepared after streaming 38 hours of Anthem for the last three days. <laughs> nearly, nearly, nearly 40. Ready. It is, it is one of the, uh, for, uh, obviously not everybody streams uh, games, but uh, Twitch being uh, a game-centric platform, uh, it affects almost everybody who's, who is on the platform. Um, it, it's, it's one of the most critical topics that we all sort of fret about, like often secretly, <laughs> but don't talk about nearly as often as we should. So today we're going to try and take some time uh to really nail down and there's there's no one size fits all thing so if, if that's what you're looking for today you're not going to find that here but you probably right. ho hopefully you'll be you'll be finding ways to sort of critically think your way through how to select how to how to make make what choices um when it comes to to game selection and toward what end because different different goals will uh, require a different different approach as well uh and we're joined here by two magnificent broadcasters and and friends of mine Space Boy, who always comes up in my head as Dr. Spachamin. Attorney at law. And exactly. And <laughs> coruscating. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Oh, and, and uh, introduce yourselves. Uh, who are you, coruscating? Let's, let's start with you. Uh, I am coruscating. Most people just call me Corey because that's easier. I am a Twitch partner, which was not true the last time I was on the show. Yeah, uh, right. congratulations. <laughs> pretty cool. Thank you. Uh, I stream a lot of simulation games, a lot of like life sims, stuff like Stardew Valley, The Sims. Um, and we just like to hang out and appreciate cats and other other cute stuff. A lot of cat appreciation. Uh, and just, just have a good time. Yeah. What about awesome. you, Dr. Spichemin? I'm a space boy. I'm a full-time Twitch partner and variety streamer uh, with a focus on Grand Theft Auto roleplay. Yes. And uh, fun. I like fun. It's probably fun is good. the main thing. <laughs> Other than that, not and, much. And you were talking about, um, beforehand, you were talking about how critical... So I, I sort of feel like this is a, a, a fair and safe introduction to the, the theme and the topic, how critical uh, game selection has been to you in particular yeah. for your <clears throat> success, like reaching sp specific milestones in your, in your career. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. Um, so I've, I've been streaming on and off for about four years. I've been full time for about three and partnered for one. Um, there was a long time where I hit a lot of plateaus and just couldn't make any headway. Didn't really know why. Uh, wasn't really going anywhere. Wasn't really uh, moving past that whole 30, 40 viewer threshold and didn't really know what it was I had to do. And then I uh, 
I kind of got lucky at one point and was just looking at what some of my friends were doing and saw how long they were sticking with the games they were playing. Yeah. And I realized like, oh, I need to pick I need to pick more games that I can really devote time to. So I picked Dark Souls. And three months later I was partnered. I played Dark Souls for three <laughs> months. So I feel like straight up choosing to play that game on stream mm -hmm. led me directly to partnership. It was yeah. as simple as the right game at the right time. And uh, Grand Theft Auto Roleplay as well. Grand Theft Auto Roleplay, um, getting in at the right time and just saying, yeah, this seems like something that could be fun. Um, I can't believe how much my life and my stream have changed uh, since I started doing that. So now we'll talk about it a little bit later, but do, do you think, I guess just in a yes and no kind of a way, do you think that there are qualities that you can attribute to those choices or that you that you that you can draw out from those choices to say i think i'm better at being able to discern what's a right game at the right time yeah now. you do yeah you, i you think, think so. so absolutely okay. yeah yeah uh, i yeah, think game selection is, is definitely a skill like yeah. once you figure it out and it's it's not like i mean i wouldn't say i have it mastered um but once you recognize like you get familiar with the, the directory and uh, you know, you could start to plan ahead what you can play, like rather than just like scrambling at the last minute, so that you can make better choices leading up to that. Mm -hmm. um, for example, like with the Metro game that just came out, like I did a full Metro playthrough of the previous ones. I know that by doing that, I'm building an audience that likes Metro that's gonna watch me play the the new one that comes out. Um, and uh, and and also like it's a day that two other games came out hunter decided to play anthem instead right yeah. like that's an example right there and like Far we Cry just made different New choices Dawn was an alternative as well right mm -hmm. but yeah and yeah i think there was an indie title too if i'm not mistaken um crackdown came out right didn't crackdown come out it did i think they all came out on the same day if not just a couple <laughs> days apart and this is why i have nine launch events in two months Ooh. exactly this stuff yeah so spring. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, now our advice, we're going to try to there's different I think different rules for different situations like, you know, for yeah. being a smaller streamer versus like yeah. being a top dog versus mid-tier. Also, depending on what games you typically play, like yeah. if I was an Overwatch streamer, I probably would not choose to play Metro or I wouldn't, you know, it, it may not make as much sense because they're kind of very different games. As well um, as your goals, of course, right? Like if you're, if you have, if you, if you have no interest in creating a stream that, that will focus on, you know, new AAA titles that launch, like yeah. why would you try to, you know, sort of like shoehorn that into the identity of your brand at some point? If you, if you, if you like the uh, strategy and simulation stuff, like most of my favorite streamers, uh, you're going to be working in a different sort of sort of space, and that that yeah. becomes a selection that's also part of the brand identity. But I think because like being a, a true variety streamer is so difficult to just like come out of the gate and do. Like I, I feel like you know to master being true variety, like those game selection choices, you have to I think start more narrow when you start streaming and kind of just expand your mm -hmm. your category of a or your repertoire of games mm -hmm. or your genres mm -hmm. uh as you as you grow you have more flexibility i think no doubt and so in coruscating you were I, I i got the impression that as you were ramping up toward partnership you were very specifically curating 
your game selection yes uh sort of in that direction without abandoning your your brand identity and and your you know the things that are fun for you mm -hmm. how yeah did that, how uh, did that game selection work um so i played basically i knew if i played the sims that's how i was gonna bring in the most viewers um because i could almost always end up at the top of the sims directory at night when i stream uh, and I've gotten the majority of my followers from The Sims. So if I go live with The Sims, I'm going to get a lot more people just clicking on that notification and be like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. Uh, so I just, I knew, like, I really have to go hard on The Sims if I want to keep these numbers for partnership. And if, like, I really don't feel like I can play The Sims tonight, like, maybe I can start with The Sims and then switch, or I can right. do a new challenge, or, like, I can do something like really similar, like two point hospital or something that my audience will still have an interest in. Um, and maybe I can pull in some new people as well. Cause getting those numbers for partnership right now is just like so important. <laughs> yeah. So do you primarily like play games that are just sim games? Like how, how often do you venture completely like out of left field? From what you um, that's yeah that's hard because i've i've done a lot of different stuff um like i i'll do story driven game um but a lot of times it'll just be like i'm gonna see like i'm gonna start streaming this and see how it goes mm -hmm. and if it goes well then maybe i'll finish the game but maybe not um i do play a lot a lot of sim stuff though it's just it's so easy to sync like 200 hours into streaming so it's it's a good like solid choice that i can stick with for a while if i yeah. you know it works and for brand identity stuff too right it's like you i i feel every single one of us has a, a heavy community and conversation focus mm -hmm. for our streams and so game selection in that regard also plays a big role right like mm -hmm. playing the sims you can you can break away from the game it's not the most intense gameplay for right. like a, with a competitive shooter where you cannot break eye contact mm -hmm. with the game uh, and so then you're you're allowed to sort of move away from from the gameplay itself and engage with the community. Uh, another thing that was very predictable for me with going into Anthem is I can only play the game. And at certain key points, I can break away and go back and, and chat. But to make only selections that were moving in that direction for me would be very bad and hazardous because I love conversations. Mm -hmm. An occasional respite from that to have high intensity gameplay seems OK um, when I have a really secure community. Um, but if that were if that were constant, that would be a, that would be a painful departure from what I from my actual goals. Balance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One thing I, I like to do when I'm in a situation that Hunter mentioned is just like like to take a break and like catch up with your stream when you're playing something that you you know you feel like you're not engaging chat as much. Yeah. yeah. So uh, with Metro, like I get super focused mode because it's it's scary, it's tense. Like you know, I'm just like <laughs> navigating through the the Metro tunnels uh and i'll just like at the end of, of a chapter i'll just like start talking to chat and and take a little mini break maybe grab a snack or something just to kind of like you know because it's a part of your community you don't want to move away too much from that and i think that ties into yeah. game selection is yeah. you don't want to move too far from what people are used to but mm -hmm. how, how does that work with with role playing i um I've always been very, very fortunate in that the games that I play, I feel like very rarely is my chat actually focusing on the gameplay. I feel like it's it's the, the games that work for me tend to be secondary. If I can make conversation and dialogue the primary focus, 
the uh, the game will be very secondary and role play is just it's entirely verbal like very little of what we're doing in the game actually matters unless we're flying out of the windshield of a car or sending someone on <laughs> yeah it's almost entirely banter back and forth so it's it's um it's barely even a game at a lot of points it's really just more verbal so um it doesn't give me as much an, uh, of an opportunity to interact with my chat, but it it gives more opportunities to create uh, content based purely on what we're saying, yeah. which I think uh, can be big. Now, I've, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of streamers, uh, people who people who are just starting out or, or uh, somewhat up and coming mention throughout the more more of the last year that they want to do rp and it seems like there are various reasons for that um but a lot of times these are people who haven't done a lot of rp before but they see uh they see rp going like really fantastically right mm -hmm. they see numbers skyrocketing they're like oh all you have to do yep. is put on a voice and <laughs> play a character and anybody can do that um what kinds of i mean so this i, I feel like this is an interesting sort of conversation to have about game selection there are a number of very popular games on twitch that are role-playing centric mm -hmm. and what kinds of considerations do you think you have to make if you're for somebody who's who wants to start out or is a little fresher and wants to go into rp um what choices are you making for the games themselves and what considerations do you have to have as a streamer to feel confident in doing that or, or for that to be the right choice for you mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of role play is confidence. Uh, like in GTA RP, you're going to be in a server with it's 32 people per server. So there's going to be 31 other people. Uh, the vast majority of them are streamers. Some of them have literally millions of followers. Some of them are, you know, just starting out. So a whole lot of it is really just, are you comfortable with in, instead of just keeping a stream going where you're commentating a game and chatting about it, which is tons of fun. It's still my favorite thing to do. You, pretty much everything you say is going to be geared towards getting a laugh or progressing a story. So if you have a creative mind and you want to build stories and uh, play a character, that's really all it boils down to. Like, um, I, I didn't overthink it. When I started, I just thought I like making voices. I like improv. I, I I like acting. It's fun. So how can I blend that into Twitch? And I think personally, I'm incredibly biased, but I think Grand Theft Auto is the place to do it. Like it's just it's like life simulator. It's not it's not a fantasy setting. It's not a sci-fi setting. So you can there are very few limits. You can just make a guy and see how it goes and just put very little you you don't have to have like a detailed backstory or yeah, right. you really don't have to overthink it i i made i i play a guy named mel he's an old man and when i came on to gta rp i was like okay it's cops versus robbers i'm gonna ins i'm going to insert an elderly man into this <laughs> that situation fish out of water let's see how it works so <laughs> i i'd say don't overthink it and just start like the only thing holding you back is probably anticipation there's not a whole lot of, I mean, I didn't put a lot of thought into it. I just went for it. I think another <laughs> interesting thing about role-playing uh, with game selection, it reminds me of like 
okay, when you're looking through the directory and trying to figure out, you know, what's popular and you see something like GTA, one thing you need to think about is, you know, look into why that game is popular because mm-hmm. a lot of people are watching GTA for the people that role play, not necessarily for like I'm playing through the story of GTA mm-hmm. Five that's been out for like right. five years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing with games like Ark and Atlas. Like a lot of streamers get very popular playing those games because they are role playing. Um, so when you when you're looking into picking what games to play, look into more than just what the game is, but what type of content are people providing that people are watching. Um, the same thing with Fortnite is. A lot of people watch the Battle Royale mode. Believe it or not, there is a PvE mode um, <laughs> that actually came out before the BR. So yeah. uh, definitely keep that in mind when you're when you're looking through the directory. That's true. Uh-huh. There there was a point at which I was uh, at the top of the Fortnite directory when, <laughs> when it when it launched uh, in PvE. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> interested in the PvE, and then yeah, it, the Battle Royale came out, and I feel like now you know. There's no way I can play Fortnite PvE even if I wanted to <laughs> in that directory. So yeah, Hunter was Ninja a, before Ninja yeah. was Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 is a, that is a really a really good really good point. Why are people why why are people watching the ones that they're watching? What is yeah. it that they're getting out of that? Because there can be there are a variety of ways to 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 play the games. Um mm-hmm. like coruscating, don't you do like like challenge runs and stuff in the sims? Oh, yeah. Yeah, things and like that. Like, like if I got it, I would have no idea what I'm doing. I would just be trying to like yeah. figure it out. And I assume that would be far less interesting to the people who are like core watchers mm-hmm. of viewers of The Sims than doing all these crazy funky runs yeah. that you do. And the thing with The Sims is too. So there's like three different modes. There's like the the game mode where you're playing with your Sims like they're in a dollhouse or whatever. And then there's the like create a Sim mode where you can make them look crazy and then there's the build mode and everyone like there's some people who play the sims and they only build that's like all they do um and so you know there's like specifically building challenges um and yeah specifically gameplay challenges and ones that tie in everything so there's there's so many different ways to approach the game and depending on how you approach it like you might attract different people and stuff yeah. like that so when it comes to like an existing community with, with things like um, GTA RP and Sims and uh, RimWorld and these games that have this like persistent longevity, there's always people watching, there's always people streaming it. How much research should you be doing for that? I mean, I, I would always say like, don't just jump in and just be like, I downloaded the game today and I've never seen anybody ever stream this before and I'm just gonna play because it's yeah. popular. How much research should you, should you, research and consideration should you give to those things? I know I do a little bit of looking. I look through um, the directory on Twitch and I take a look at, um, do people still love this? Uh, is is this still something that people are coming in and when they come into chat, the first thing they say is, I'm so happy you're streaming this. I love this game. Um, beyond that, I, I think directory positioning is uh, like in it, tied in with how much you truly appreciate a game that other people appreciate. Directory positioning is like as important as it gets. You have to be That's visible. That's a critical you term right get, there. You, you yeah. have to get what is directory positioning? Where you are when somebody searches up a game. 
because mm -hmm. the guy with the most viewers, they're at the very top of the page, the very beginning. Everybody else is second choice. Yeah. So uh, literally, get... how you read, right, is left to right, yeah. top to bottom, and exactly. they are in the top left position. Mm -hmm. It is literally the first position yep. that you can have. So you have to know what are my average viewers based on these people and how many viewers they have. Where am I going to be? Am I going to be in the fourth row? Am I going to be? I mean, if you're playing Fortnite, you're literally probably on page one thousand four. Yeah. Right. If you average, say, 100 viewers and the top viewer on GTA 5 has 200 viewers and then the person directly after them has 104, you're going to be right there in third place. So you are going to be quickly accessible and it's going to be pretty easy to find you. And um, I really do think that when picking a game, that is you, you have to to get people in the door. They have to find the door, period. Right. And, um, and another thing to that is like if you're true. the top spot uh of a game that doesn't have anyone else playing it that might not be a good choice because mm -hmm. there may not be any interest to <laughs> yeah. watch it so it, it's like a balance between not being washed into like the the sea of of streamers but also playing a game that does have some people watching it exactly. and some other people streaming it because like those people might jump around especially if like the streamer uh, like you're in third place and this the, the first streamer ends their stream now those Viewers it might trickle around in that directory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very that much was so. A, that was a big one for Retro Gaijin. Most of you know Retro. Um, he his initial critical success came from intentionally, specifically positioning himself in a directory and with his schedule around mm -hmm. when other streamers were ending, mm -hmm. so that he would be number two. And a streamer in, in a directory where there's like one streamer has 2,000 people and the number two person had 12, right? <laughs> and go in and play that game, stream that game at the time, like, and be, be established by one hour before that streamer ends. That streamer ends and then he'd boost up by 50, 100, eventually 400 and getting those like critical, that's just super smart challenging to to work moves because obviously you don't want to be playing something you don't enjoy just to get that just to get that boost that's worthless uh mm -hmm. you're not going to be entertaining for those people who come in you might your viewership might go up but if you switch over to another game at some point they're not going to follow because they don't have a dedication to you because you weren't entertaining because you weren't enjoying the game that you were just trying to like milk mm -hmm. some views from exactly but if you can find that middle ground and look at games that you that you want to play where you can have a good positioning in the directory, where somebody else gets so much potential planning that can go into it, where somebody else is higher, but is gonna go off while you're on. Mm -hmm. You can get so much coordination with, with a lot of these things. Challenging, challenging, challenging to, put, to, to pull off. And you don't need all these things at once, for mm -hmm. sure, but they're worth considering, they're worth looking at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of people say like, well, isn't game choice like being in the right place at the right time? And it's like, yes, but you can make sure you're at the right place at the right time. Like, it's not just up to chance. It's not like yeah. I was in the right place at the right time just because I was lucky. Like, I right. knew this game was going to come out with an expansion, so I started playing it before mm -hmm. to build an audience so that I would be prepared when that expansion came out. Going Stuff on a like date that. is also the right place at the right time because I literally scheduled it with the person right. for that place at that time. Right. And we had a great time doing it. <laughs> I was very fortunate with Dark Souls. Um, the two top dogs in that directory are Squillakilla in the daytime, K Woody uh -huh. at night. 
And I I didn't know when I was getting in that I was starting pretty much right when Squilla was ending, and I was ending right when K-Witty was starting. Mm -hmm. And I think a huge, huge part of my success in that directory was I just found my spot. I found a spot where there was a demand and I was able to supply. And it was it was pretty simple at that point. Mm-hmm. You have to you right place, right time. Like I, I always get a tiny bit salty when people use the term luck when talking about yeah. right place, right time. Cause if you recognize the right place and you recognize the right time, it's not just happening. You're doing it. it you're right. causing yeah. it. You're helping it happen. It doesn't just happen to you. Yeah, yeah and there's the sometimes plan down. Yeah. There's sometimes when like you think like, oh, this is gonna be like great and like it doesn't pan out. But oh, yes. if you put yourself in enough positions, it's not gonna matter in the long run. Right. You yep. will be in the right place at the right time at some point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and now, Corey, you, you mentioned uh, you know, trying out different games and if it doesn't do well, you back out of it. How often do you guys pull away from from things when the numbers aren't there i try I to give it about a month that. yeah yeah oh yeah it could be t- it could be I mean, t- you're a today ass. it could be today yeah yeah uh, so you, you guys aren't it. afraid to like even if you're enjoying it like how much does that matter between like you're, you're having fun with it but it's like tanking your stream or like it, you know it's doing really well but like you're just kind of like losing enthusiasm that's a tougher one for yeah. me <laughs> like every choice I make is about my community. And like, that's just always been the center of my stream. I got really excited about it when I realized I could build a community. So if, if I stream and like, no one or very few people show up, I'm like, I can just play this off stream and I can Mm -hmm. sit around in my underwear and like eat Cheez-Its while (laughs) I play it. And that's probably going to be just as much fun. Like, and, and then I can play something on stream that like my friends will actually enjoy watching play. We're coordinated and actually performing for, for that, for that goal. Absolutely. Way back. I had a friend who had games that he called vacation games. He'd try them on stream, he'd play it, and if his community wasn't into it, if it wasn't working, that became a vacation game that you would mm-hmm. play completely outside of your stream, just disconnect it, and uh, I like that attitude a lot, because there there's certain games where I know, like, I may love it, I may be having a lot of fun with it, but that fun is coming from playing it, not streaming it. Mm-hmm. Like right. uh, yeah. Apex. Like, if I were to dive into Apex oh, right critical. now... It's just, I, there's no way I'd be able to set myself apart from the thousands of people playing that. So the fun wouldn't be in streaming it because that's half the fun, trying to find ways where you're unique and find things uh, for your community to take pride in. Like, oh, I'm watching this streamer because they do this. And uh, if I were to play something that popular, that, that just wouldn't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I really I, like these points that you guys are making. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. You keep going. No, I could go forever. Streaming. You're gonna have to cut I didn't me mean off. to interrupt. Sorry. I, I just got really excited. Uh, I didn't want to cut you off because I wanted to say like what you guys are saying is so important. Like I think a mistake a lot of people make is they're like, you know, people you see it all the time on Twitter, it's like, oh, just play the games where you're having fun, like just mm-hmm. have fun. Like streaming mm-hmm. is just about fun. But it's like you can like it is not a bad thing to stop playing a game because it's not doing well for your channel. Mm-hmm. Like, 
so sometimes like you got to be smart about this stuff and sometimes you know take the hit if you're really having a good time mm -hmm. but recognize there are some games that just aren't gonna be great for streaming but depending on either the category your numbers uh and how you make something entertainment like for me for example a uh, big exa example for this is like playing uh like crpgs like like pillars and stuff like that that are really really lengthy i will play it for like a day or two but then i'm like i can't keep my community engaged with like mm -hmm. these intricate stories it's very slow yeah. like it's just not for me yeah. and it's like so I'll, I'll i'll try it and then i'm like okay well we're gonna move on but it's not like it's not because i hate the game or anything but it's just right. like i recognize it's not gonna help my stream yeah i was talking to someone about game choice recently and how i approach it and um they said like i was saying like i consider you know fun obviously but also how it affects my channel and they were like, well, that's not what gaming is about for me. And I'm like, that's fine for you. But like, for me, I don't look at gaming and streaming as the same thing. They're very distinct. Yeah, yeah like, I, I not put this in the same category. I play Overwatch off stream all the time. I have streamed it like twice because yeah. it's just not a good stream game for me. It It's not the content that I want to create. It It doesn't do good things for my channel. So I will enjoy it so much offline, but it's just not going to be a stream game for me. Like some, ever. Of, the, some of the most fun games for me are the ones that where I'm dead silent because I'm that involved right. and enthralled in the game. And that's super fun. Nobody wants to watch <laughs> right. me be dead yeah. silent. <laughs> yeah. I think a huge part of game choice is picking a game that lets you showcase what you think the best parts of you are. Absolutely. Uh, to be able to dial up your favorite parts of yourself and your personality and what makes you a good streamer to 11 and like say what i'm doing on roleplay if what i like about me and my stream is that i'm talking constantly and then i go play escape from tarkov and i'm glued to my monitor not saying a word i don't get to showcase myself anybody <laughs> coming in from the directory they just see a guy playing tarkov they don't know who i am they don't know what I like about myself, because I'm not I'm just not showcasing it at all. What's mm. worked for me and what's helped me grow and succeed is just not happening when I yeah. play that game. I'm totally I'm totally with with coruscating on this specifically with Overwatch too is like I love playing it, but it's it I cannot perform well with that with that game as a as a streamer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well it's Overwatch. like if you're not a pro in Overwatch, then <laughs> You have to make it entertaining and like mm -hmm. i feel yeah. like games like that where you're trying to be competitive it's not gonna be that entertaining when you're yeah. like getting salty and like, you're like oh <laughs> god yeah and then yeah. i can just get like stressed because i can't read as much chat as well, i want exactly. to and yeah. it's like mm, play when it offline and then and as a self-confidence thing too like if you become aware of the fact that you're less entertaining right. again as fun as that game may be you're now ruining your own fun with it because you feel that that impetus to to perform and the anxieties that come along with being concerned that you might not be doing that well enough. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a great way to ruin a game that you have fun in mm -hmm. is to now associate that with with poor performance as, mm -hmm. as a streamer, you know, so yep. merely selecting something based on fun. I think it's a it's a poor choice unless it's purely about hobby or right. there are some sometimes when I feel like a stream may need a refresh and, yeah. and, and a reset. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be very bad for the metrics, but very good for the long-term goals of the stream and the identity of the stream. And you as a, as a streamer to get just sort of revivified uh, and to, to, to just to take a two-week break that, again, admittedly, totally probably going to tank those metrics. They always have for me. And I've always come out the other side much happier, 
because I, I chose to play something that I wanted to showcase something different with, or that I really wanted to be entertained myself and sort of go like, hey, are you guys seeing the same fun in this that I'm seeing? Let's talk about that thing in a very different way than we are when I'm doing like a, a game review for a AAA title that just launched, right? Mm -hmm. I do that all the time. It's like, here are the critical values. Like, here's my critique. Here's the UI issues and blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, here's what's just childlike glee about this game. Don't you guys think so too? And sometimes that that means abandoning some of the other, like the hard metrics and those those other sort of surface goals to get it to get a refresh to that but only temporarily mm -hmm. only temporarily so how's a slingshot work you pull it back and you take a dip and then you propel forward and that's pretty much exactly what i'm doing with runescape right now it's true gta role play and then runescape two wildly different things so the people who watch me role play don't necessarily want to watch me play runescape however when i play runescape i adore it and people come in from the RuneScape directory and they adore it. And so it causes, like if you do variety and you play two wildly different games, you might split your community a little bit. However, there's going to be people that just show up for you. So even though you're pulling back, you're, you're definitely preparing to launch forward. But like, you have to wonder how long can I pull back for? How long can the metrics dip before I make a change? or uh, expect to start seeing a rise. And I think that can be pretty tough too. Mm -hmm. I think there also is, a, one of the things I've been considering more that I haven't impacted fully is um, a, a friend of mine who uh, has had significantly lower numbers in order to achieve a very specific goal has realized, I, I have realized in watching this sort of play out that there's a very clear identity in the core community where now that it's sort of distilled down to the people who just want to be there to watch that streamer do whatever it is that streamer is doing, as opposed to all the questions that that streamer had beforehand going like, how many people are here for me? How, mm -hmm. how much per over the top performance am I having to do day in and day out? And it's exhausting. How much of it is because I'm just playing this game? You, that streamer has, has lost a lot of the numbers but I feel has really gained an opportunity to gain confidence in the in the heart of that community. You can see that it never dips below a certain number. And it's always those same people who have been coming back throughout all those streams and going like, yay, you're on again. And seeing that and then moving from that and go, having that as, as knowledge and, and sort of identity defining, moving that into yeah. another game that's more productive, then you see the numbers on top, but you're still seeing those same people mm -hmm. and you still always know mm -hmm. that that's the heart. You don't have those questions anymore in this in the in the same way. So game selection can work toward that end as well in an, in an interesting way. Yeah, this is kind of the issue that single game streamers I think run into, where yes. they get really popular from one game and they're riding that, but eventually they want to branch out, and it's it's tough. Like you're going to have to expect to lose a huge part of your audience. Um, it's I think a lot of uh, single game streamers struggle with this because they don't want to take that hit, but they need to branch out, but they don't know how to do it. Like, how do you how do you move away from just being like a single game streamer? Well, it's sort of what Corey was talking about earlier with the sampling thing of like start start with your key one, right? Mm -hmm. Corey, you were doing the with the Sims. You're like, ah, I don't know. I want to start doing some of this other stuff here throughout the, but I don't know if it's going to be a strong start if I start with that other game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think um, also just like 
asking your audience what they would be interested in um and don't always wait like that too heavily but take it into consideration like what games would you like to see me play um what and think yourself like which games are similar which games have overlap like as far as content goes and communities and uh try to like make it an easier switch rather than like going from like being an overwatch streamer to streaming only stardew valley like that might not work super well um so yeah just think about like what will make this easiest and then also talk about it when you're streaming like your mm -hmm. main game uh, and make people aware that you are going to be playing other things in the future so they're not surprised when that happens. Sort of as, as part of that, in an extension away, how much switching is too much switching? That's a good question. We talked about this a little bit, like with the, um, you know, you have your, I don't know, your Overwatch Thursdays and then your Sim Fridays and then your, uh, your sampling indie Saturdays. Right, and then like having the this like you're playing a thousand different, a thousand different different games. Like, is there sort of a, an optimal and an ideal? Um, is there is there too much? Where is that line? Is there too little? Which I don't think there's probably not too little because you can you can dedicate yourself to one game and have that be very successful for quite a bit of time. I know when I first start, so I started as a Sturdy Valley, and then I kind of added like more indie titles i did like don't starve and i don't remember exactly but like at, at one point i started rim world and cities and i felt like i had to be playing those games all the time or like i would lose the people who are coming just right. for that game um so i'd be like today i have to play this game and i have to play this game within the next week or i'm never going to see these people again and then I eventually realized, like, I'm playing a different game every single day, and it's just not working. Uh, and, like, maybe I will have to say goodbye forever to some people who only come around for certain games, but that happens. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's, that's just the way it is. Yeah, unless you literally want to play that game until you're 90. Right. That, that's, that is something that you have to accept somewhere in there, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Twitch is very often a revolving door. There's, there's going to be people that show up no matter what you do, but if you are Variety and you're switching games, there's, going to be, there's, there's just no way around it. There's going to be people who want to watch a specific game. That's what mm -hmm. it's about. Yeah, simple um, reality, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I was struggling pretty hard when I was switching games just constantly, like a different game every day. I think when I, when I committed to Variety with an anchor, like having a game yeah. that is, is there on a consistent day-to-day -day basis... Uh, no matter what, like right now for me, that's role play. I start with role play every day, no matter what, because that's what my audience knows. That's what it's become a comfort zone. Uh, and I can switch to something later on, but it's it's less drastic. It's more, okay, we've done the main thing that we've become known for for the last several hours. Let's add on a little frosting and do something a little different. <laughs> and that frosting <laughs> later on down the line can work its way down and become the main thing you're doing yeah but it has to be gradually introduced in my opinion that's that that's what's worked for me i think it's uh it needs a smooth transition mm -hmm. right and another thing is when you're playing a new game and you're getting that new audience like you do want them to come back 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you shouldn't just switch to a different game the next day. Mm-hmm. You should definitely, you know, if you're enjoying it, it's doing well for you. So try to stick to a game for a couple of days in a row because the thing is, even if you plan on moving away from that game eventually, you want to be able to have an opportunity to build some loyalty with those people because, right. yes, initially right now, those people that find you are there for that game. So if you come back the next day, that person's coming back. Now they're going to start to get attached to your community. Mm-hmm. They start seeing the same faces. They they start to get your personality. They finally, on the third day, they follow you on Twitter and join your Discord. By the mm-hmm. fourth day, maybe you are playing something else, and then they come and, and they, they check you out on something different. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I mean, like, there are always those people who they tune into your stream, like, the first time, and they're just instantly, like, Oh yeah, I love this place. Like they are super involved and they come back every day. But I got home. Like, that's not the overwhelming majority of yeah. the people who make up your community. Usually they I, I like to think of like the game as kind of clickbait. Like people are gonna come for the game and then hopefully like a lot of them will stay for me. But I need to give them some time to get used to me and my community before right. they're right. gonna do that. Otherwise they're just gonna go to whoever else is playing that game tomorrow. Yeah, for me, the, for me, the game is uh, discount tacos, and then I am <laughs> the double-priced drinks. All right. right. <laughs> so it's like, hey, come in there and watch the game, discount tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Stay for the way overpriced beverages. Yeah, it gets, it gets things, things that will get people in the, in the, in the door. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of to that, to the, the to, to these points, uh, you know, that it, you should never confuse a follow with, any real sense of commitment right mm-hmm. because somebody hit the follow button does not doesn't translate at at, at all that's into, why follow like, for follow doesn't you. work by the way yeah, yeah. A- absolutely exactly I mean, if you look at if you look at anybody's follower count versus their view count there are varying degrees of difference across the board significantly different every time is <laughs> a big difference with every single every single one of those so somebody coming in the first time they might go like hey this is pretty cool you know just like meeting you at a coffee shop they're like Hey, you're you're kind of you're kind of cool. I wouldn't mind seeing you again. I wouldn't throw hot coffee in your face if I did. <laughs> you know, if I if I saw you again, that's that first day kind of impression with a lot of people. If they get to come back again because they're like, I still like this coffee shop, and you're also okay, then maybe day two you get to strike up another conversation again, right? This is the second day they've come in because you're playing the same game, and they're like, Oh, I do like it a little bit more here. Oh, they do that other thing they weren't doing yesterday, or the community is conversing in a slightly different way, or oh, I got to see this warmth that they give when somebody's having a bad day today, right? It's like exposing them to more of the cool stuff that you do. You get that when you play for at least a few days mm-hmm. in a row when somebody showed up, after somebody showed up. Consistency creates comfort. We're mm-hmm. people. We naturally don't like change. So variety streaming is a little counterproductive and a little ass backwards. Can I swear? Yeah, in that way, that yeah. Because, um, Mission granted. Wonderful. <laughs> So, <laughs> one time though, you already used deer one time. One time? So, sorry. I'm checking it That's off. It. <laughs> so you 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 have to find a way to establish consistency and comfort in a sea of things that are rapidly changing. If you play seven games in a week, there's there's you know the only consistency is that you're inconsistent and you're switching things around. So if you if you give someone an opportunity to establish a, a familiarity of yeah. okay, he's played the same game three days in a row. Might not be here tomorrow, but I've enjoyed it the last three days. It's a lot more than just watching it once. Mm-hmm. Right. And we kind of talked even... about. Go ahead. 
No, no, you, you go ahead first. Just like we talked about this a little bit earlier, but the type of content you're creating, mm -hmm. making that similar between games is yes. uh, like important to making people feel comfortable and like keeping your stream consistent. Like if you go from playing chill single player story game to competitive multiplayer to a puzzle game to a strategy game, like that's probably very different types of content. And yes. people, even though people are there for you and they love you, love you when you're getting super salty in League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, that right, that right there is a struggle for me, but it's one that I've had to accept because I, I know that I, what I want, I have a bigger goal um, that involves playing a larger variety of streams. So I, I have to accept that I'm going to lose people between wildly different games. Mm -hmm. Last game that I streamed before Anthem uh, was Astroneer, which is an in, a, a calm, soothing, <laughs> uh, the, the, the smoothest of rides indie title, you know, with like a, a beautiful art style, uh, very slow and, and kind of quiet. And they go right into Anthem where it's like, boom, and lighten up and everything's bright and right. explosions and... And uh, and it's you know it's a it's a shooter and you know I'm super you know engaged wildly different type of thing that's going on there but I I personally have to accept that for myself because I have other goals that I'm I'm fulfilling right. with that mm -hmm. um, and I think that makes it important but I don't think that most people should do it my way I think it's, yeah. I think it it's it's very often counterproductive it goes mm -hmm. against what most people's goals are and should be. So as like a smaller streamer, how should you pick your games? Like what should you be looking for in the directory and how should you switch between games? I always, I have a first and foremost on this one, semi-hyped indie titles. That's been yeah. my go-to recommendation for yep. four years. Semi-hyped indie titles where maybe a couple of other big streamers are interested in playing it. They've talked about it a little bit um, and or you've seen, there's been a lot of conversation about it, especially in your community. Nothing better tells you whether or not people are going to watch than people in your community talking about the game. And there's a little bit of hype to it, but it's an indie title, so it's not going to have Shroud coming in, with, you know, with 8 right. million people sucking up the top spot and so on. Yeah, when I and to go off of that, when I started streaming, I was a Stardew Valley streamer, and uh, it was pretty popular, but it was... A lot of people who were variety streamers and they would come in for a day for a chill stream and they would stream Stardew Valley and maybe they'd do it a couple more times, but it was like a lot of people who were very in and out of the directory and there were almost no streamers um, who were focused on Stardew Valley. Mm -hmm. So myself and people that I'm still friends with, mm -hmm. we like kind of created a community of, of people who were like really, really in love with Stardew Valley. And like, that's all I streamed for a month or two months. Um, so finding a directory like that, like that's like what we were talking about, researching the directory and seeing what is and isn't working. You can find a space even in a directory that's maybe a little bit crowded uh, by finding what people want. And maybe people mm -hmm. want like, a stream they can come back to every single day and talk about this game that they just absolutely love. I think yeah. there's, I think there's a lot to be said for finding a game with a passionate fan base. 
mm-hmm. games yeah. that still have active communities despite maybe not getting a lot of releases in a while like uh people who play the elder scrolls still adore the elder scrolls people who play <laughs> fallout adore fallout uh, same so thing with Absolutely. yeah dark souls and bloodborne these games that may not have had a new release in a while but people are still playing those old releases mm-hmm. i always recommend for brand new streamers go just take a look at the fallout 3 directory guarantee you there's just a small handful of people playing it small handful of people playing it handful of people watching it but there's people watching it mm-hmm. yes yeah. because they care about the game they they care about the uh the longevity and the lineage i i really think that if a game has a relevant active community that loves the game if you love the game too you're gonna have something in common with everybody mm-hmm. that comes in to the stream People are going to come in and go on that too. Um, Yeah. Like you're going to have a, people love watching people play dark souls for the first time. Love it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Adore it. it. Mm -hmm. People hate streaming. What's that one with the bone dudes? Uh, Indie title, flat pixel art. Hollow um, Knight story. What's it? Hollow Knight. No, it's got, it's got such a buzz with flowey. Oh, undertale. Undertale. Yeah. Yes. Undertale. That is an incredibly dedicated uh, mm-hmm. fan base, but it can be a very toxic one. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, the dedicated fan base is going to be very valuable. Uh, but and you only have to do a little bit of research on this. It's things things like Dark Souls are that's mm-hmm. always good. That's what I that's yeah. really what I started streaming with. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing I'll say with playing these older games is uh, one thing I think that's important is trying to make your stream stand out, like mm-hmm. being able to convey, especially using your title. What makes your stream unique with that playthrough? Because an older game, everyone has seen at this point, Fallout 3, Skyrim, Fallout 4, Mass Effect, Dark Souls. So what are you doing that's unique? Is it a first-time playthrough? Do you have mods installed? Are you doing some cool mods? Are you doing a challenge run? Convey in your title what is making your stream unique for an older game that has that community, because that's going to draw people in. And your thumbnail, because I actually Mm -hmm. noticed... uh... The cat ears started, I wore them like I had a headband that had cat ears. I usually wear cat ears all the time on my stream. <laughs> um, but I had a headband that would hold my hair back and like my hair was really greasy and I didn't have time to wash it. So I put put on the cat ears and I did that a couple different times that I started to notice like my viewership seems to be higher when I'm wearing <laughs> cat ears. And like, maybe it's that people show up more but like i could definitely see it being like people like being like she's wearing cat ears and clicking on my picture in the directory so or like putting art on your screen you know anything can mm-hmm. can draw more people in that's true click. too standing uh, out visually can be it can be something way over the top like dr disrespect or it can mm-hmm. be a pair of cat yeah. ears right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> either way it works so there are a couple burning questions that always should be asked by uh fresher fresher folk into this space one is should i ever and if yes when to play a brand new AAA title mm. What's that? Uh, usually never day one, mm-hmm. especially, mm-hmm. yeah, if it's a triple A title, then if you're, unless you're one of the top streamers, 
like you know you'd be in the first row it's usually you want to avoid that like if you're gonna if you get like you know 10 viewers or something you're gonna get lost and and one way to find out is like i mean look at a, a title that comes out like look at metro um look at apex and look at where you would be right now can you would you be able to find yourself it's what spaceway was saying earlier look at where your average viewer would be um and you know would you be able to find yourself in that category probably not with a new AAA title yeah i would say like maybe but it's it's probably not the best choice um but if it's something that you like one of the games that like maybe is like your favorite series of all like it is something you've been looking forward to year for years like i don't think i've ever streamed a triple a title day one but i can tell you almost certainly that when animal crossing comes out i will be streaming that because i me and my community have been talking about that since i started streaming uh like when is the new animal crossing gonna come out so even if i can't pull in people from the directory <laughs> i know my my like hardcore fan base and viewers will be there and they will be just as hyped as i am and i want to like share that with them even if i'm not pulling a great number of viewers mm -hmm. i think for brand new titles you like if it's brand new and it's sought after and it's popular you have to accept uh the people that find you they're not very very not likely coming in through that game's directory right. and searching for you yeah, if right. you have 12 viewers and the top streamer has 12,000 you are literally 100 picture the rows like pages you're hundreds of pages away mm -hmm. they have to turn the page hundreds of times to find you so they're not going to find you but i think I, I think on occasion it's if it's something you're comfortable with if you're if you know your community is going to love the game sacrifice yeah. growth to play something right. they love like yeah. yeah there's nobody who found my nobody who found my channel and became a member of my community when i was streaming through red dead 2 on release oh right but sure yeah. i've been waiting for that game for 10 years and everyone yeah. in my community yeah. knows i've been waiting for that game for 10 years and we had a blast yeah. playing yeah. through it uh channel didn't grow not even a tiny little bit but <laughs> so I think I think if you play a triple A game on release, you you effectively have to accept uh, unless you're unless you're you have a strong network of people who are going to help you out with hosts and uh, raids and boost your uh, boost you up and all that. Um, if you don't have a whole lot of viewers and you play a brand new game, you're going to sacrifice growth for fun. It's just right. the way it has yeah. to be. I mean, I mean, unless you are a streamer that has built a community based on that mm -hmm. game. Like if, if another one's coming out, like let's say a Stardew Valley 2 comes out, like right. there's going to be so many people playing that game, but it's probably going to do really, really well for Corey because she has mm -hmm. built a community mm -hmm. of Stardew Valley fans. Like people know she's going to yeah. be playing it. They're going to want to like come in and watch her. When it really helps yeah. too with things like that for raids too. Like if, if she's playing Stardew Valley 2, I'm, I'm going to be raiding the heck out of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, knowing how much joy and excitement a friend of yours is is having in that game because right. it's like that's their that's their core that's their stuff yeah it's like heck yeah i want to i want to throw all of my all of my weight over there i also want them to be successful but i want my people to be seeing th that extraordinary level of joy right. like you're not going to find that anywhere else on twitch for like a month than like <laughs> what's happening right there that that day you know that 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 kind of stuff that yeah. that definitely plays well so what kinds of uh considerations go into when you do choose to play one of those games um 
you know, brand new a brand new title that's that's coming out because there is variability to this, and I think uh, it's a lot of directory awareness. I think that that's a that's a critical a critical one. Uh, there are some games. The prediction of this can be challenging, surprisingly challenging. When a new game comes out, you can go like, "Oh, it's going to die off in a week," but for whatever reason, two weeks in, there's still people who have ten thousand viewers still playing the game. You know, it's just like this giant well of huge viewership up at the top, where it's like, "Oh, my normal rule is to wait," you know, whatever it is, like nine days, and we're fourteen days in, and it's still like a crazy looking directory. It might still be a bad time to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, directory awareness is a, is a, is a really big one, big one for that. Do you guys have any other considerations? Or commentary on that one too. I think what was mentioned about uh, if it's a game or a series, your community already really enjoys. Yeah, I think um, like if you if you play nothing but Dark Souls or you play a whole lot of Dark Souls, and Sekiro is coming out next month, everybody who watches you play Dark Souls is ready for that game. Every single one of them. So um, that's that's the only one I can really think of consideration wise. Um, I think there there's a lot to be said for finding the time in between when it's completely booming and everybody's play it playing it and before it's dead yes because yeah. sometimes games just they're gone like that they blow yes. up they take over twitch and then Within they're just three days gone. sometimes yeah. oh yeah it can go it can go from like there was a week of it's like everybody streaming it to you know there's like 47 total people watching it, it yeah can be bizarre it, it goes so fast <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's why it's important to be flexible like yes. be able to <laughs> you know cut a playthrough early or jump on a game early uh because games like you know this week we had three AAA titles come out the same day so a lot of us made those decisions but you look at something like far cry far cry is super open right now it did not get a lot of hype that i, I expected to have more people playing it so uh, i feel like that died off early that's a good time to jump into it mm-hmm. so don't be afraid to switch around your schedule to make better choices with mm-hmm. your game selection Check the directory every day because Twitch is super volatile and uh, look for any changes in the games you're keeping an eye on. Check it at different times of the day too. Time Thank slot you. can yes. be down to there's right. a free hour where three top guys aren't streaming it and you can fit in in that hour. It can be There can be tiny little increments of time that you can just move in and have your spot. Yeah, and you may be the least aware of the directory's shape um, while you're streaming. Because, like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You have that exactly. thing up, and you're just, like, watching who's on mm-hmm. there. Like, all that to know. You're playing the game. You're streaming. You're performing. Uh, so you're trying to utilize tools that can show you, you know, what the viewership was at a certain time mm-hmm. uh, for the directory as a whole, maybe where your positioning was. And, and if you can have a mod in your channel, depending on, on how active and, and committed they might be, uh, watching the directory and sort of maybe take some notes like where was your position at at what time can you look mm-hmm. at that over a three-day time period and see if it was always the same or if there was a lot of fluctuation there and how much you'd be able to utilize that information with your choices later maybe you would start with something else uh, and then ease into that later because you'll get boosted up at, at a certain point because of when other people log off and whatnot some considerations to be made there mm-hmm I'll often ask my mods, like, since I've been playing RuneScape for the last week, I'll just ask, hey, guys, out of curiosity, where are we right now? Like, if you go to the RuneScape page, can you find me? Like, if you just pop in there, do you mm. do you see me? Like, am I am I there at a glance? And uh, there there's a there's a site I use called Sully Gnome. 
s-u-l-l-y-g-n-o-m-e you can look at detailed figures for how many streamers are streaming a game at x time uh how many viewers are watching a game at y time it's it's so incredibly detailed and uh i try to use that quite a bit honestly sometimes like during the middle of my stream i'll like go pull up the directory and look and be like oh well yeah (laughs) i'll be like i i I see why i don't i'm not pulling in as many viewers as i thought because Mm -hmm. like there's four people who usually don't stream this game at this time and they're ahead of me Mm -hmm. and then like if i'm thinking about switching like i might even go check out the directory i'm thinking about switching to and be like oh yeah i can drop 20 viewers and still be at the very top of this directory Mm -hmm. and that, that sounds like fun anyway so let's do it um and yeah, I try not to like it. It doesn't really pull me out of my stream, but it's easy to just take a second and I can leave that tab open and maybe refresh it later if, if I decide I want to switch later or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we do have a couple of questions for our Q and A. Um, first comes from uh, AOB who asks, uh, "When entering a new game slash directory, how do you judge solid growth?" We actually had a couple of people ask this question. So how do you judge uh, if a game is doing well for you? How viewership often, yeah yeah how but go ahead. often am i seeing a new name in chat mm-hmm. how often how frequently am i seeing a hey or a hi or hello from somebody i don't know because i i don't have view count visible while i'm streaming yeah um yeah. and it can be hard for me to gauge viewership playing a new game because i know a lot of people are just there because they showed up when i was playing one game and they stuck around um I, I when I'm not looking at stats and figures like on Sully Gnome after stream and stuff like that, it really does a whole lot of it for me boils down to how often am I seeing somebody new in the chat? And that doesn't account for lurkers or anything. But um, if there's I, I know if there's, you know, a couple people coming in through the chat and saying something, there's even more just coming in and watching. Yeah. yeah. And, and in addition to that, like over like a week, like mm-hmm. if I get even one new regular from a stream, like one person who comes back for a couple different streams like that is I'm like, yes, this is great. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you get a lot of new people saying hi, and then they never say anything ever again. Mm -hmm. And that's like, it's it's good that you're getting people to say hello, but maybe they just don't click with your community or your stream or what. Um, But getting like, if I know that I'm getting people to come back that that is super important to me. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. how much retention is there? Yeah, I do the same thing as Spaceboy. I don't look at my viewer account. So for me, my judge is is the chat as well. Uh, not yep. only if new people are talking, but, um, you know, even if chat is just, like, really active, I think that helps. It may not even be, reflect well on your numbers, but it, it makes me enjoy the stream a little bit more, and it means they're really enjoying what's happening too. So I take that as, like, a, okay, like, they're they're into this, and, uh, and th- you know, that's probably doing well for me too, so... For me, it's definitely a little variable. Um, yeah. New, well, no, not not new. Um, strategy simulation games, stuff like uh, City Skylines, uh, you know, Anno 1800, one that's coming out, Tropico 6, things like that tend to, uh, and to- Total War games, tend to have much less interaction for me. With games like that, I, I want to look at uh, my hard metrics. For everything else, I don't really care about the metrics as much as those other points of, um, and this one's it, it, it's uh, harder to track. You, you, it's it's just internalized. How many new people are you seeing speak up? 
and how many times do you see them back tomorrow? Mm. Mm -hmm. Because when when you get uh, more people speaking up for the first time, and then you see them, you know, again tomorrow, you're like, oh hey, you're back again, you know. And then with a nice, that's such a, nice a cool back, feeling. I know. I don't think I'll ever get over that's it. That's nailing it right, nailing it right, right. there. Um, while at the same time seeing a lot of engagement from my own community, seeing their interest in the in the game, um, and or finding somehow finding ways to communicate ju just just normal social stuff in a way that's like really vibrant for whatever reason that can happen more in some games than others i don't know why but when i see that happening i'm like yes that's good anybody new who's coming is going to see that and feel more interested in engaging uh the people that i care about the most already because they've, they've already been here and i know them they're really interested in what's going on too so this is good this is what i want that is the heart of my brand is people finding a place and feeling comfortable in that and socializing with me and with each other. So that's what this is. Therefore, this game is doing well for me. Nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. I think another loose metric can be follower count. Uh, yeah. You know, it may not directly translate to viewers, but, uh, you know, before I had this thing with my Streamlabs where it would show me a little notification whenever someone followed, uh, so when I turned my viewer count off, I, I gauged how well I was doing in directory by like that notification just showing up in the corner. It doesn't show up on my stream. It just gives me an idea of like, okay, so I am being discovered probably from the directory. Right. People are following this channel. Um, so I would say like follower count, viewer count, uh, and seeing people engage in your chat are the two, mm -hmm. or three main things that I, I think you at. can't actually see that on your stats page um chat activity in. yeah no yeah. uh well pretty, you can yes, see like that, unique chatters that as well mm -hmm. but what i mean is um you can see how many people are returning from the follower page versus finding you from mm -hmm. the directory yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's super, and so that could be a big yeah. if you're seeing a lot of people find you from the directory and not a lot of follows <laughs> might not be convincing a lot of people that that it's a fun channel to watch for any number mm -hmm. of reasons right. you might be having an off day you know yourself in this regard but it might also be that this is not the type of game that you're very entertaining with. You have to be right. self-aware with this one um, and, and do some assessment. If you're, if you're playing a game and you're getting a lot more people than you normally are back from your follower list, ooh, that's interesting. You're suddenly fresh again to a lot of the people who are already interested in your content and maybe dropped off for any number of reasons. Uh, what's that about? How can I capitalize on that a little bit more? You know, I've already done the work to convince these people to want to watch me. They they are already following, and now they're coming back in in droves. That's wonderful. What what is it about this game that is doing that? Identifying yeah. why you're bringing them back. I like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. We have a question from Wade who asks: <laughs> If you have to pull a game due to it not being fun for you, do you try to push while telling your community? Basically, if you're not having fun, but chat is, have you ever pushed further into a game? Yes. Find, I find a way to have fun. Um, the wor literal worst game I've ever streamed ended up being a very good streaming experience because of the, like, the sort of the mockery and critique that mm -hmm. we had. of the, It was a, literally a sponsored event, too. Um, and so that became its own sort of internal meme in the channel for our commentary. Uh, and the community engaged in a very unique way with that. And I hated playing the game. Hated it. It was the worst game I've ever streamed. But it became a very fun engagement. Um, 
by itself. So I, you know, there, there are other factors that I think add value to that. Generally, I'd yeah. say if I'm bored, like if I'm genuinely apathetic and simply not finding joy in the game or any emotion whatsoever, no. I'll be like, hey guys, I'm not having a good time. But if I'm finding it frustrating or upsetting or yes. so bad that it's 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 evoking some sort of reaction out of me, absolutely. Like, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the word. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. People, yeah. Love, yeah. People love watching somebody get upset. And if yeah, I'm playing something reason. that is just evoking a terrible negative reaction out of me, hey, it's still a reaction. And that's still that real emotion. Absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah I've, I've definitely suffering. done that. Um, I'd say usually there has to be some just my community is having fun. Like maybe there's also like I'm not really having fun with this game, but also don't really feel like I'm going to have fun with anything else. Um, like I, there's just nothing at the time that I think is really going to gonna be great. Or like when I was pushing for partnership and I really needed those numbers, there were nights when I just had to like be like, I know people are going to have fun if I play this. So I am going to either like find a way to have fun or maybe I will mostly just chat all night with people yeah. and like click around in the game and build some dumb stuff in the Sims. <laughs> and well, that, hopefully right. that'll work. <laughs> and that's a unique, a unique situation with streaming too, right? It's like sometimes the fun isn't about the game. It's about right. the performance. It's mm -hmm. about the way you're chatting it up with your community. The game could be like completely uninteresting to you but you know you're turning it or or chat's turning it into an event right that then becomes its own comical farcical kind of a thing that you never expected you're like this game is bland and dull but finding these little weird intricacies in in the game and, and chat's commenting on it and then i'm performing to that i'm taking that and rolling with it that can become its own separate thing Playing yeah. terrible games can be really fun. Wonderful. If you guys have ever seen uh, W. Shand, mm -hmm. he just plays so many absolute garbage games, mm -hmm. yeah. and it is like the funniest thing you will oh, ever yeah. watch. Alaskan <laughs> Savage as well. He has like a mm -hmm. uh, uh, some like terrible game night or something, and usually A. Green sends him a bunch of really bad horror games, and then he's so he, he's a stand-up comedian, so he sits there. And he's just, he's got the most hilarious flow of mockery as he's going. And it's its next level. Like, you'd never be able to really get that in the same way from the most polished and refined and fun to play game. Right. He can't, mm -hmm. he's not going to be, he's not going to perform in that same way for that stuff. Yeah. So um, bad, it's good. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard of this game, but there's a game called The Calling 2 that came out. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I think we this? talked about this maybe yeah. last time. It's your most viewed um, clip. <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, was one of the top calling two players of all time because I was yeah, one I'm of sorry. like 17 people that ever played the game. Um, <laughs> and the thing about it was it was uh, so bad, uh, but it was doing so well for the stream because no one else bothered to touch it and everyone wanted to see how bad it was. It was like watching a train wreck. Like, this was people... all anybody was talking about on Twitter too, right? Yeah, so they were like, I've got to right. go watch this train wreck. And there were like five people streaming it. Yeah, it was a horror, and I mean, I spent the whole time like just laughing at how bad it was, and everyone else was having a great time. So yeah, you know, it wasn't like the game doesn't exist anymore, by the way. So you can't <laughs> even stream it if you wanted to. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was one of those moments where it's like, it's I'm having fun because it's not, it's just so so terrible to to play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like if you're 
it's just about how you feel and how your your energy works with the game. It can be a good game, it can be a bad game. You can hate it and or you know have a fun time with it, or you can love it and it be a game that no one else likes. Um, mm-hmm. But like if you're just not having fun and you're just you know bored of it, like Space Boy said, like people can see that. That's not mm-hmm. fun for them. Like yeah, no one's having fun. Why are you playing that? One of my favorite quotes is uh, from a streamer named It's Tina. If you're entertained, Tina. yeah. If you're entertained, you'll probably be entertaining. If yeah. you're if you're enjoying what you're doing, it's gonna make it so much more likely that someone is going to identify with that. If they see you having fun with something that they have fun with, so congrats, you have something in common with that viewer immediately, yep. and that's that's a great thing to keep in mind. It's one of the things that I've loved about uh, the my first day uh, in anthem friday with its with its launch i had s- many people saying i don't even have to ask you how much you like this game i can yeah. see it on your face with almost the exact same like phrasing and commentary it's like dude i can see it written across your face oh my god i've never seen you smile so much mm-hmm. in a stream stuff like that absolutely yeah i love yeah. that uh we do have one more question before we end for the day um i am flip ass can you be consistent if you mainly stream on one, two console platforms, assuming low variety in the games you stream? So like streaming PS4 only games or Xbox or console focus games. It's achievable with a switch because of how unique those Niche games are. The games are. Yeah. yeah. And they're only available there. Mm-hmm. And like that style of game is very uniquely Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of streamers that are, like, known as Nintendo streamers, right? Yeah. But, like, known as, like, what, an Xbox game streamer? Like, there's not enough console exclusives that would have, uh, you know. The quality of PS4 exclusives are are definitely out the, out just off Mm -hmm. the charts. But I still think, you know, it's like, for the the most part, those are, they're they're story-driven, and it's a couple playthroughs. I mean, like, how many times are you going to play through God of War? I mean, it's a, it's a God-tier game. It's a masterwork. But you know, you collect you collect those in and spread that content around. You, you can only get so many hours out of that at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not entirely sure where the value would be of it being PS4 specific, mm-hmm. except for the incidental factor of those masterworks being on the PS4. Mm-hmm. That's right. like that's like secondary to it. The draw isn't, hey, I'm a PS4 streamer exactly. or a PlayStation exclusive streamer, so much as these games are masterworks and they're on the PS4. Yeah, I don't I don't think um the console you're playing or streaming on is going to be part of your identity. I don't think there's, I, I don't know if there's anybody who, I mean, obviously some people are very strictly loyal to Sony or strictly loyal to Microsoft. Uh, I would say it is, it is the vast minority of people. There's not going to be a lot of people out there who are specifically looking for you because you're playing Sony games or because you're playing Xbox games. Nintendo definitely yeah. the standout from that. But, um, I I don't think your I don't think your developer can really be your channel's identity. I think it's just more of a given that you're, mm. you're playing a game. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's gonna do it for us today, guys. Um, this was a really really helpful episode. I feel like I, I I feel like I'm gonna reference this a lot. Be like, <laughs> check this out. Like like when you're selecting your games, watch this video. Um, so Corey Space, thank you guys so much for joining us. Let us. No, where we can Am find you Mexican and what you're now? up to. Because <laughs> I'm okay with that. Oh my god, the thing didn't update. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. 
<laughs> Wait, no, I can fix this, guys. Give me oh, a God. chance. Then I'm Lelance. Is that no, how you No, I, 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 dude, I am down. Lance. His videos are so good. <laughs> Two seconds, yeah. professional streamer. Lance's okay, you see already. nothing. Okay, we're good, guys. All right, so, anyways, like I was saying, Corey, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me, yeah, it's right there on the screen. Right there, here. guys, it's right, uh, right below. I'm Cora Skating on Twitter and Twitch. I I stream stream games, uh, usually 8, 8.30 Pacific time is when I start. I like to hang out, have fun. I post way too much on Twitter, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, there are lots of cat pictures, if like that. So <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Our absolute pleasure. And so, uh, and what are you streaming right now? Did you say uh, I've been streaming Subnautica lately, right. and and The Sims always, and okay. uh, cat pictures also. <laughs> Space boy, what you got? So I'm over on Twitter at I'm a Space Boy. I try not to use Twitter a whole lot anymore because it's having having a stream of consciousness from so many different people directly in front of your face. I don't think is the healthiest thing. <laughs> Political news, <laughs> cute cats. Someone is in dire straits. Just too much at once. However, are you like are Twitter. you quoting my feed right yeah, now? Yeah, that, that's my quoting everyone's feed. I think that's life on Twitter. Um, yeah, I go I go live uh just about every day. I take one day off a week. I never schedule it. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can find me uh pretending to be an elderly murderous sociopath, not a psychopath. We did the test. My roleplay character is very much a sociopath, Good to but know. Um, not quite a psychopath. So precision, I like this. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It took a lot, a uh, lot of work to figure it out, but yeah, I, uh, I play, I do that a lot. I make stupid voices, and uh, I just kind of play whatever I really want to. Right now, it's just roleplay and RuneScape. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, um, uh, the Hunter Wilds, and I'm all about. No, I, well, okay, the jury's out, but <laughs> I I have been accused of being the Hunter Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I am I, uh, I I I tend to focus on uh, brand new, brand spanking fresh new titles uh, starting on launch day, doing twelve hour streams back to back. Like that's a that's a a focus of mine as a a brand and a streamer now, and I love it, which means. Currently, it is it is anthem. It is nonstop anthem. I may not take my my weekend uh, this week and just keep streaming anthem because uh, not only is it uh, is it incredibly fun and hard to put down, but it's also performing very well for me. So these considerations got to be a little nimble, a little agile. You can find me at Twitch.tv/slash/TheHunterWild, as well as on Twitter at TheHunterWildTV and on Instagram at TheHunterWild. And I love posting in all of those places. You might love seeing me there. What about you, Loco? Um, so I, I just want to say before you guys leave, I should do this before I do the the outros. But before you guys leave, there's your brand, your business. Right after this, yes. literally the second the stream ends, your brand, your business is back with an episode about tax prep. So if you're a streamer mm. and you're like, how do I do taxes? You should definitely just stay here. Don't go anywhere because so we have Warbnol and Joel Shang joining us. Uh, for an awesome, informative episode. It's totally worth your time. Free advice about taxes and things. It's amazing. From literal uh, professionals. From professional people. Professional humans. Uh, Imagine being uh, one of those. They, 
They yeah. both yeah. do this work for 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 me, for the, okay. for the record. They they do this is. I work with them. I could not recommend them enough. They're fantastic. <laughs> um, so yeah, stay, stay tuned for that, guys. Uh, anyways, I'm Loco. You can find me at twitch.tv slash L-O-W-C-O, twitter.com slash Loco2525. I am currently playing Metro Exodus. We just started it today. Yes, today is Monday. So I did just start playing it today. Uh, <laughs> playing through that. Days are hard. Um, and... Oh. If you guys enjoyed the show, you guys can follow the Twitch channel because we do this every single week. We have the VODs going up on YouTube, so if you miss anything or you just want to catch highlights from each episode of the stream scene, that is up on YouTube. So definitely make sure to check that out. Uh, we don't are streaming on Patreon. We do. We have a new feature on Patreon for our tier threes and higher. We have um, a personal channel review. We've been asked about this a lot. And, uh, you know, for people that aren't sure if they want or need coaching yet, but they kind of want to get like a rundown of feedback for their channel, they're like, okay, you know, give it to me. What do I need to fix? What's going on? It's kind of like the stream doctor, but in like a document form. Uh, so if you, whether you can't make the, the show or, you know, you want a different set of eyes so they can your channel, uh, you should definitely check it out on Patreon. Uh, it's really good value. If you do the higher tiers, you get that included with it anyways. So Yeah, that's true. Uh, check it out. Where is that? That's on Patreon. Exclamation point Patreon if you guys want to check it out. Uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for us, guys. We will be back next week. Stay tuned for your brand new business right after this. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been the stream scene. We are Streamer Square. We're veteran streamers who know what it's like to start with a powerful dream, but also with zero viewers and followers. It can be incredibly challenging and feel surprisingly lonely, especially when it seems like you have to do and learn everything yourself. That's why I started Streamer Square back in 2014 when I was trying to figure out how to stream. There wasn't much information out there. I wanted to create a central resource for people who are trying to learn how to stream but also for more experienced creators who are trying to take this dream to the next level. And now I'm teaming up with the Hunter Wild as well as HB Fox to really gear up what we can do for passionate and driven streamers like you. So you can learn what works, what doesn't, and why in order to create your own success without having to make the same mistakes as everyone else. We want to help you work smarter, not harder, and to see greater success as early as possible. We're all content creators. All of us know how challenging it can be to get rewarded for the countless hours, the blood, the sweat, and the tears that go into our passions. As Streamer Square, we're no exception. We want to put something wonderful out into the world and see people fall in love with it, grow from it, come back, and help us create more of it. And that's only possible when you throw yourself into the mix because you are an integral part of what we do. So what is Patreon? Why does it matter? And how does it all work? Patreon gives content creators like us a way to get paid for all the hard work we put into our free content and resources, like our expansive info-rich website and deeply informative podcast streams, all while letting our patrons get some incredibly unique rewards and the gratitude they deserve. You can choose from any of our reward tiers that speaks to you the most, as well as fit your budget in order to become 
an official patron, and gain access to patron-exclusive goodies, features, and content. We've got everything from a low-commitment thank you tier all the way up to personal coaching for your stream, and even more coming in the future. And if you need to tone down or ramp up your patronage, you can do so with ease to maintain complete control and get exactly what you need. You can change your patron level at will. Patrons like you are vital to what we do. As a patron, you're not only fueling our creative engines and significantly helping to fund the entirety of Streamer Square, but you're also allowing us to seize upon our singular vision of crafting the best opportunities and chances of success for streamers. As you help us hit our goals, we get to empower Streamer Square together to build out even bigger and better rewards while continuing to keep our existing content and resources fresh and on point. So whether you're a content creator yourself or have a desire to help us co-create vibrant careers for all the streamers out there, Patreon is a fantastic and easy approach. Become a patron and let us do the heavy lifting. Let us work with you to make something incredible starting right now. Seize the opportunity to use anything and everything we can do to give you the most power and control over your stream and your entire career as a content creator. We're going to do everything we can to take the tens of thousands of hours of streaming experience and package it up for you. Make your own luck, get the most out of your grind, learn from our mistakes and successes, and carve your own path right alongside us. Pick one of our Patreon reward tiers right now to take your next big step towards success. And let's create a stream the internet can't ignore. Back in... I don't know the words. This is how we do it. Bam, 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 bam. Patreon gives content. <laughs> Your patronage in the future farts out a pickle. This hair. Do not do that. Do not do that hair. We should probably have like f up reels. What do you call those things? I don't know.